Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Welcome to the Dr. Matters Podcast. You know that sound if you are a connoisseur of movies. Maybe you haven't seen this movie, but you know what this is. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. But this is the sound of what is known as the purge. Let me just uh, start fading this out here for us. Um, You know... Well, there it is again. You know, Halloween is coming up. Halloween is coming up really quickly. And um, if you have ever watched scary movies or thrillers or anything like that, you've likely stumbled upon this movie, The Purge. Now, that opening kind of tells it all. It tells about uh, the annual purge. You have 12 hours. Everything is legal, including murder. It's kind of like purging society. And it's one of those movies that gets you to thinking. It's a kind of a psychological thriller slash horror type movie. and I, I think I've watched maybe the first one before. It's really kind of silly, but the fact of the matter is we watch these things, we see these things and think, well, I'm just glad those are just movies. But the problem is, it seems like there may be a type of real life purge that is coming to a state near you. If you have read what this episode is about, you have seen that we are talking about a question mark purge in real life. And uh, it looks like the new law that is going to be going into effect in Illinois is absolutely troubling when it comes to thinking about the purge and thinking about the way uh, laws are written and laws are put into effect. And in this case, it's complete lawlessness. Now, I'm going to show you this. Um, I'm going to show you this news clip from Chicago, which happens to be in Illinois, just so you can see that I am not kidding. I'm not just saying this because. Halloween is around the corner. I'm not saying this to scare anybody, but I'm saying this to show you the lawlessness that's about to continue to happen, but not only continue to happen in our world, it's fixing to be enhanced at a great level, so much that many people in the state of Illinois are pushing back heavily on this law and uh, actually warning people that uh, there could be some dangerous criminals running the streets free and not being locked up. And they're doing all of this in the name of equity. 
right? It's kind of like this socialism thing that's happening is uh, if you're poor and can't afford bail, uh, you're just not going to have to have a bail anymore. You're just going to be able to go back out on the streets if you commit a crime. You're not even going to be held in jail or anything like that. So I could tell you all about this law. It's called the Safe T Act. Uh, and it goes into effect January 2023 in the state of Illinois. And here's the problem. And uh, we'll talk about this again here in just a minute. But is as one state does this, as one state moves forward with this, that is not going to stop other states from following suit. So this is going to be a dangerous precedent that is going to take place at the beginning of the new year that could potentially move into other states, which is going to increase lawlessness and it's going to decrease your safety as an American citizen. So uh, I'm saying this on this kind of podcast because this is a Doctrine Matters podcast and it's a, a Christian podcast, but you need to know what's happening. You need to know what's going to be taking place. And we're going to look at this from a biblical perspective and I uh, hope to show just a few things and hope to encourage you and hopefully encourage you not to be afraid if you find yourself in the state of Illinois or in any other state that may follow suit. Uh, but um, let me get this queued up here and then uh, we can we can listen to this news um this news um, feed or or I don't know what you call it this news clip that's what I'm what I'm looking for a news clip um, this is uh, Fox 32 Chicago you see if you're looking there they have the verified check mark so this is not a conspiracy theory that is about to take place uh, although if um, you're listening to this it almost seems like I should be wearing a tinfoil hat because this is something that movies are made of but it seems like movies could potentially become reality now so this is from a verified source in the state of chicago i'm sorry in the state of illinois the city of chicago their news team put out this news clip to tell you all about the safe t act and uh which will end cash bell here and it's explained but but listen to this and if you're watching you can watch along Where your shipping address? Of course, there's itself. an ad. YouTube there's no place ads. like Chrome. Illinois will be the first state in the nation to end cash bail starting next year. And that is sparking a concern that more criminals could be out on the street. Grady Trimble is in the loop and uh, breaks down this law, which is called the Safety Act. A number of state's attorneys and sheriffs are sounding the alarm about Illinois' plan to end cash bail. They say it's going to make crime in the state of Illinois worse. Worse. Now, I don't want to make this a political thing, but if you look at some of the maps of where the crime has increased in our states, it's in blue states. It's in blue cities where they have voted Democrat and many of these Democratic policies and things. They're trying to um, defund police. They're trying to uh, take away all kind of safety nets that one may have. They're trying to rewrite law. And essentially it's happening here. And uh, the police officers and, and sheriff's departments are sounding the alarm now and basically saying crime is going to increase. And if it's already increased enough, can we imagine how much more it's going to increase beginning in January of 2023? The new law that goes into effect January 1st, 2023, gets rid of cash bail entirely. It also limits who can be arrested and held in jail based on the crime they're alleged to have committed. Now, this is important. Who can be arrested and held in jail based on the crime they committed? They're about to tell you 
what kind of crimes can be committed and then they be just released back out into society. Listen to this. The Democrats who voted for this law say it's more equitable. You've been denied a bond because you're dangerous, which is good. Let's deny dangerous people bonds. But if they have a bond, we're saying you're not dangerous. We're just going to keep you in jail because you're poor. But those in law enforcement who oppose it say it'll lead to hundreds, if not thousands of people being released from jail as soon as it goes into effect at the beginning of the year. Hundreds, if not thousands of people being released from jail when this law goes into effect, releasing dangerous criminals into the streets of not only Chicago, but Illinois. And again, as any other state that that is going to follow suit here. They also say it'll make our communities more dangerous with suspects in future crimes roaming free. Suspects in future crimes roaming free that they can commit crimes because now beginning in January, they know they'll just get released back out into the streets. There's no, there's no harm, no foul. It seems like there is nothing just, and there's nothing, you know, uh, promoting safety about allowing individuals who choose to break the law to threaten and to hurt innocent people, allow them back on the streets to do it again. Did you hear what he said? Allow them to hurt innocent people. This is a very dangerous law that's going into effect. There, there's, there, that's the opposite of justice. Um, and that's the opposite of promoting safety within our community. The new law comes at a time when businesses are already leaving the city of Chicago, some of them over safety concerns. Crime in the city is up 37% from a year ago. In the loop, Grady Trimble, Fox 32, Chicago. Well, it didn't say who all would be released, um, but uh, we're looking what I was looking at here. And this is not the actual video, uh, the, the news clip that said it. But um, I'm going to try to find that because it's very important to see who will and who will not be uh, uh, held in jail. And this is very troubling. Um a new state law that takes effect in January is spurring pushback from law enforcement and causing a stir on social media. Now, it's called the Safety Act, and it's aimed at reforming the state's cash bail system. Tia back now with more on exactly what it will do. Well, Natalie and Corey, there's a lot of confusion and possible disinformation out there. But one thing is for certain, change is coming. New Year's Day, Illinois will become the first state in the country to eliminate cash bail. Those that support the Safety Act says cash bail criminalizes poverty, fuels mass incarceration, and disproportionately impacts... I have an idea. If it's a poverty issue, how about don't commit crimes? Don't do things that will get you in jail. Obey the laws of the land. The Bible tells us that governing authorities are good to uphold law and to try to keep some form of safety, some form of civility. So if we're worried about poor people and rich people, how about both and everybody in between not commit crimes that go against the laws of our society? That's communities of color. You've been denied a bond because you're dangerous, which is good. Let's deny dangerous people bonds. But if they have a bond, we're saying you're not dangerous. We're just going to keep you in jail because you're poor. DuPage County State's Attorney Robert Berlin says he supports bail reform. You want the right people in custody. Uh, violent criminals, people charged with violent crimes who are a threat to the public, 
should remain in custody pending trial. Everybody else has a right to bail. But he's also concerned. The controversial law limits who can be arrested and held in jail based on the crime allegedly committed. Judges will not have discretion unless the person is a willful risk of imminent flight. Many members flight. of the law enforcement community are working to have the current law amended. I'm very concerned about an increase in violent crime. But again, I do want to stress there is still time to fix it. Well, tied to this issue is an extremely controversial political ad that replays doorbell cam video of a woman being attacked on a north side sidewalk. Mike Flannery is coming up in a few minutes with a very different reactions from Governor Pritzker and his opponent, Darren Bailey. Corey. So as you can see, this has already been a uh, controversial bill and it hasn't even gone into effect yet or a controversial law. I was just looking here uh, that um, unless you're considered a flight risk, then you can't be detained. And we're looking at things like DUI, second degree murder, kidnapping, um, assaults, all sorts of things. And, and did you? Second degree murder. That's murder, folks. That's um, the taking of one's life. Um, I don't know what they're thinking here. Listen to what second degree murder is by definition murder with malicious intent, but not premeditated. So you can have malicious intent and kill somebody and not be detained for that starting in January. And then those that are on tr in jail for second degree murder, it seems like they're going to be released from jail because they may not can meet bond or have, you know, they can't bail themselves out. So they're going to release them. So here we have violent offenders. You have second degree murder. You have kidnapping. You have assault and battery. You have DUIs. Uh, you're releasing these people and keeping them on the streets, which is, which is seemingly uh, tinfoil hat territory. But this is like a purge that could happen. Think about all of the things that are happening right now in our life, especially in big cities. Let's take Chicago, for instance, since this is where most of this is coming from. Chicago is one of the most violent cities in America. There are gang wars. There are shootings. There are all types of things that are happening in this city. Now, when they realize that they are not going to be able to be held in jail because they may be poor and can't meet bail, which now they're doing away with the cash bail anyway, starting in January, they could kill someone It'd be labeled a second degree murder and they still remain on the streets. What happens then? Maybe they kill somebody else. Maybe they kill somebody else. Maybe the uptick in violent crimes of burglaries and assaults begin to happen and maybe kidnapping and rape and all of these things. But because they're poor, they won't be held in jail because they can't meet a cash bail. Now, I'm, I'm a proponent. If you do something that is that way in that kind of anything like that, you should be put in prison and go to trial and stand trial. And then you take the consequences of whatever you've been given. But the problem here is many people are going to see this. They're going to push back on it, but the law is already going to go into effect in January. So again, we see this as, I see this as very troubling, very uh, it's going to be difficult for people that live in, in Illinois and their sense of safety is seemingly going down even even more than it already is.
because you have, again, these people in these cities that are uh, usually voting Democrat, they're looking to make everything equitable, right? This is what's led to this law being passed just because somebody's poor. And even that second article we listened to, that second clip we listened to mentioned people of color. This has nothing to do with poor or color. I've already said it is don't commit crimes. We have a law for a reason. Do not. It doesn't matter if you're white collar, blue collar, or you don't have a collar at all. You should not be committing crimes that go against what the law of the land says. The Bible even teaches us in the book of First Peter that governing systems are good to uphold law. As a matter of fact, First Peter chapter two, starting in verse thirteen, says, "Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution." If we submit ourselves to that human institution, it says that. Murder is breaking the law, kidnapping, breaking the law, um, DUI is breaking the law. So we should submit to that human institution that has been ordained by God and not commit the crimes that our human institutions say are crimes. And then it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, Italian, whatever the case may be. Don't commit crimes and you won't have to do the time. Now, essentially what Illinois is saying, do the crime and don't do the time. Now, I'm not sure what that looks like as far as a court date and things like that. And the only reason they can be held in any of these circumstances is if the judge thinks that they may be a flight risk. Well, let's think about this. If you murder somebody, kidnap somebody, rape somebody, and you're not going to jail, why not run away after a time? Hey, I'm not going to jail here. I'm going to run away just in case they do bring me back to trial. And, and then I have to face the consequences. Why not run off and change your name, change your identity, do all those things? Because it gives that opportunity. Maybe you don't come across as a flight risk to the judge, but this is just going to produce flight risk all over the place. They're going to commit acts of violence and they're going to leave, commit an act of violence and then leave. It's this sinful world that is going to be given this appetite. They're going to be given all they can eat for destruction. And they, they're going to take advantage of this, I'm afraid. But if we would just submit to the human institutions and not do crime. We wouldn't have to look at things like being equitable in the prison system or people of color wouldn't even be an issue. It's criminals that are breaking the laws of the land and they deserve the consequences of doing that. But we're giving them a pass. We're giving them a slap on the, we're not even giving a slap on the wrist in Illinois. So I fear that everything that's happening in Illinois is going to happen in other, especially blue states. So I am telling you this so that you believers, you people that are listening and, and watching, you need to be concerned about this because this is going to trickle into other places and you need to be aware. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to make you upset with this law that's passing. Uh, I'm trying to help you understand what's going on, help you understand what's coming down the pipeline. And if you're in Christ, here is the most beautiful thing about this. If I ever visit Illinois and uh, I end up in a, a wrong neighborhood, taking a wrong turn and I'll lose my life, guess what? I have nothing to fear because I am in Christ. I have been saved. I've been redeemed. I've been positionally sanctified. I am being sanctified. And one day I will be with Christ for eternity. So I have a hope in him that if I die, I will one day be resurrected unto life. My soul, the Bible says, to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. So as a Christian, as believers, we don't have anything to fear. We don't have condemnation. And if we lose our lives for the sake of some ignorant, uh, ignorant act of violence, or if we lose our lives because we're being a martyr for the sake of Christ, 
there is still no fear in any of those things because we will depart from this world one day and we will be with Christ for eternity. And one day those bodies will be resurrected and we will meet Christ in the air and we will live and reign with him for all of eternity. So believers, this is really not to scare. This is to push you to do one thing, and that is to take the gospel seriously. Now, before we talk about taking the gospel seriously, we have to understand that God is sovereign in all things. God is completely not shocked by this law going into effect. He is not shocked by lawlessness. As a matter of fact, on the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24, he says lawlessness is increased. Lawlessness will be increased. We even see in the last days things like this will happen. So this is not anything new to God. God knew this. He knew this would happen. Now, we have to understand something here. When we think of God's sovereignty and then we think of evil, we have to understand that God is not the author of evil or even sin, but man has responsibility in how they respond in their fallen state. Man responds, and they have control over their own bodies, and they act in a way that they want to act. But God did not create sin. Sin did not begin with God. He is not the author of sin. He is not the author of evil. So man is just responding to their fallen nature, this sinful nature, because in the garden, Adam and Eve fail. Matter of fact, let me just say Adam, he failed. But then we have the second Adam, the true and better Adam come along to offer life and life everlasting. So we have to understand that God is sovereign, but he did not create or author evil, author evil or sin in any sort of way. But God is sovereignly ruling. So none of this is taking him by surprise. None of this has caught him off guard. He knows exactly what's going on, and he is going to work all things out for his glory and for the believer's good. I believe that from Romans chapter 8. And we see that um, what God is using for good may not always be awesome in the life of a believer. Someone may lose their life. Someone may be be involved in a tragedy at the hands of a senseless, sinful person who now has a greater past to do evil than they did before. But that doesn't change the fact that God will get his glory through this. And especially as believers, every believer that I know that truly grasps and understands the sovereignty of God realizes that there is this wonderful plan for our life, right? God does have a wonderful plan, but God's wonderful plan is not the way that the American church puts it or the American Christian puts it. Many American uh, people that profess Christ will say, God has a wonderful plan for your life. He's gonna, you're going to have an awesome life in Christ. Everything's going to be great. But the truth is you may find yourselves suffering at the hands of a criminal who does not know Christ. But still, somehow, some way, although we don't understand it, the Bible is clear in Deuteronomy 29 that the secret things belong to the Lord. There are things that we won't understand. We don't understand why this law is being, uh, it, it should be demolished. <laughs> it should go away. But uh, apparently, for now, it seems like this will go into effect. But we may not understand how God is going to get his glory through certain situations. And it may not happen Right then, it may take time before things have changed. Maybe it works in somebody's heart. Maybe God uses a situation to help somebody else, but it's going to be for his glory and ultimately for the believer's good. But we have to understand as believers, the Bible does talk about lawlessness and it talks about there is how there is going to be even greater lawlessness. And I think we're seeing the the, the bucket start to, to, to dip even more. And we're about to see a, a, a whole lot of lawlessness come out of this. It reminds me of a uh, 
if you've ever been to a water park and especially in the the kitty side of the water park they have many of these places have these huge buckets where it just pours water constantly down into it and as it gets fuller fuller the bucket tips and then dips it it just pours it all out on whoever's standing underneath so that's kind of the way I see this lawlessness happening. It's just been, we've been lawless, 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 lawless. And then finally, we're starting to see the tipping point here, especially with this new law in Illinois, that is just going to create more lawlessness. And eventually that bucket's going to flip over. But we have to be mindful of that. But also on the flip side of that, be mindful, be vigilant, be safe, watch out, uh, look out for your surroundings, keep others safe, keep your family safe. Yes, do those things. But we have been called as Christians to preach the gospel in this lawless world. This is a sinful, evil world. The Bible doesn't call us to stay on the sidelines, to sit and watch everything from uh, our living rooms as we see it unfold on Fox News or on our Facebook pages or whatever you may watch or get your news from. God is not calling us to do that. He's calling us to get out in this lawless world and preach the gospel and preach Christ and Christ crucified. So we must not take this as something that should scare us and and, and be ca cause us to become hermits in our own lives and in our own worlds or in our own churches. But we have to get out into the streets, even if it means we lose our lives, because God has never called Christians to a safe, comfortable life. As a matter of fact, in the book of Second Timothy, I believe it is, he says that all who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. So that means you may get out on the streets preaching the gospel in one of your neighborhoods and somebody may walk up to you and put a gun in your chest and that does it for you. Whether they get off or not, that's your life and it's ended right here on the streets. As a matter of fact, it's been several months ago, I heard of a man that is just going through the neighborhood, preaching the gospel, helping the community, and, and somebody just walked up to him and shot him. And it killed him, and he died right there as a martyr for Christ. So the life of a believer isn't expected to be roses and uh, a life of prosperity in the way the world views prosperity. It is a life of suffering. It's a call to come and die, uh, to die to the things of this world and live to the, for the things of the Lord. And he has called us to get out of our comfort zone, out of our living rooms, out of our nice comfy churches, and get into the streets with the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that is what ultimately changes someone. I've been saying this since the, the pandemics, through all the George Floyd things, through all the riots, through all the, the socialism talk, through all of the black versus white talk, through all of these things, I have said that the ultimate and only thing that is ever going to truly change somebody with a lasting change is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if not us, then who? The Bible says how beautiful are the feet that proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We have to get out and do what God has called us to do. Preach the gospel. When people are saved, we make disciples. We grow them through the word so they can be sanctified through the word. And we teach them and train them and help them as they become now a disciple. So. I want you to see this. Yes, we live in a lawless world already, but this is already this is something that's going to be unprecedented. This is uh, just something that's crazy. I cannot believe we're even talking about this again. This is tinfoil hat material. If I if I would have come on here on this episode today with no backing from a verified source, then you would think I'm crazy that a seemingly real life purge is about to take place in our world, in our land, in in America of all places, and. I'm afraid that this is just the tipping. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to see this trickle down, and there's a whole lot that's going to come from this. I pray that I'm wrong in that, and I pray maybe that uh, somehow this law will be overturned and it not happen. Uh, but this is what happens when you 
get, really let politics run everything. Everything is charity. Everything is equitable. Everything is all of these things. And we get away even further from the Bible when this happens. So we're going to see a lot of things take place over the next several years. And I think it's going to happen as early as January when all these criminals in Illinois are released because they can't meet bail. And then they're out on the streets. How many of these people are in jail because they have maybe killed somebody and maybe they killed somebody in a rival gang. Maybe they killed somebody they didn't like. And, and then there's a couple more on their list that they'd like to take care of when they get out on Jan- in January. Well, who's to stop them from going to take care of somebody else or, or another person or just this uptick in, in, in rapes and kidnaps. And, and we just seen this in Memphis, Tennessee, right down the road from me, uh, a jogger out early morning run abducted, killed. And this man went to jail with, I don't think he was able to, they didn't give him a bond and, and wouldn't allow him to do that. But can that happen now in Illinois and that person be out on the street and do it to another person the next day? Uh, to me, it sounds like that's what's going to happen with this law. I'm, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Um, I know that there will be somebody in the comments to tell me if that's the truth, but we have to be careful. We have to keep our head on a swivel. We have to prepare ourselves. And I would, yes, arm yourself. YouTube is not going to like hearing that, but I would say arm yourself, arm your family, teach them how to shoot guns, teach them how to fight, do whatever it takes to defend yourself. But more importantly than that, we need to preach the gospel, even if it means losing our lives at the hands of some lawless criminals who care nothing about God. At least they will hear the gospel before we leave. And maybe somebody else will be brave enough to come along one day and that seed that we've planted be watered. And then that may grow and may grow. And 10 years later, they may repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if it means us being martyred for one person, being saved, that we will worship with in eternity, then it's worth it. So even if we never see any fruit from it, even if we never see anybody saved, we still must be obedient to God's command for us to go out into the world and make disciples. So keep up with what's going on around you. But don't get your uh, don't make your theology conform to the newspaper headlines, conform the newspaper headlines to your theology. Know that we have a sovereign God that is ruling and reigning on his throne and he is in complete control of all things and he knows what he's doing. Trust him, be obedient to him, exalt Christ, encourage one another and do it all for the glory of God. I hope that this has been some help of of informing you, but I hope even greater than that, it's been an encouragement to you that no matter where you find yourself in America, do what God has called you to do. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Wherever you are from, uh, I'd love for you to leave a comment. I'd love for you to subscribe if that's something that you're willing to do. Uh, But if not, that's okay. Um, God is sovereign, and the ones that need to see and hear, They'll see in here regardless. So uh, would, would, though, appreciate if you could subscribe and like and, and maybe share. Uh, but I'd love to engage in conversation. In my last video, uh, there's been several comments, and I've been able to engage with people from all over America and all over the world. So uh, it's been a great thing. As always, you can email doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase. You can find us on Facebook. You can leave comments, whatever you may like. But we do thank you for listening, and uh, hope you have a great day. And God bless.